You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. Hey, Dolphins, this is Michael Fink with the uh, FinFans Podcast. Each week we come to you and bring you our opinions on what's going on within the Dolphins organization. During the season, you'll hear two shows each week where we review and preview each game. We shoot straight from the hip and have fun in doing so. We'd like to thank both the Dolphins Talk Network and the Pigskin Podcast Network for their support. Uh, Make sure to check them out. Please leave us a review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you may listen to your podcasts. Please make sure to follow the show. That way you'll know when a new one comes out. It's truly appreciated. All right, let's uh, kick off today's show. And we're here for another podcast, this time after the Titans game. I'm here with Lewis, and Lewis, that was an ugly, ugly football game. Oh, boy. I mean, that's an understatement. Uh, you know, it, it's very frustrating, 34-3. to 3. I mean, you know, they didn't compete. This tends to happen when we play the better teams, and it's frustration, you know. Um, very. I mean, our first three possessions, punt, punt, punt. Punt, punt, punt. Um, you know, not executing, uh, plays left on the field. You know, they, they seem to come out with a lot of energy. The second play of the game, we had a penalty. Uh, illegal man downfield would come out. He hits Parker on a 20-yard, um, you know, in pattern down the field. And second down, he throws a ball in the flat to Duke Johnson for 15 more yards. And uh, we had an illegal man downfield. And then after that, it was uh, not an awful lot. You know, we came out with a little bit of energy. The defense stopped them three times in a row. And, um, you know, they finally broke through, scored. We came back on our next possession, and we we fumble a ball. You know, in the backfield, the defense holds, and they got a 10 nothing lead. And at, at that point, you know, that was it. You know, we um, we didn't do anything, you know, to, to, to really – compete in this football game thereafter. I mean, we got down 10 nothing. You know, we wound up getting a field goal. You know, we can talk about uh, different situations in the game, but, you know, as the game unfolded, you know, you didn't really feel like, uh, you know, we had a shot. When we got down 17-3 to before the half, um, you know, we knew it was going to be an uphill battle. And, um, you know, they put some decent drives together in the second half that resulted in zero points. Um, you know, we, we drove deep from deep in our own territory on two different occasions. You know, I give them credit for that. But if you don't finish, it serves no purpose, Mike. You oh, know, you're, it, just, you're just cutting your own throat because you're killing time that you could be using to get back in the game. Exactly. And, you know, you look at the, you know, our passing game today and you look at their passing game. Do and, I have uh, to look at ours? They, Mike, they had 110 yards passing today, you know, 120 yards, something to that effect. And, um, you know, Tannehill only threw the ball at, at less than 20 times. And yeah, it was 13 of 18, 120 yards. You know, they were able, the thing they, and he only completed 13 passes. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's, that's the interesting thing about this. I mean, we lost by 31 points when the opposition threw the ball 18 times and completed 13 passes over the course of a f- four quarters of a football game. So how did we lose this game? Well, we lost the game because the offense was inept. And, um, you know, it's been a problem. Today it was a big problem. They weren't able to keep us in this football game when the defense did keep us around. I mean, you go into the fourth quarter and you're down 17-3. to I mean, nobody scored in the third quarter. We had opportunities during that quarter to get back in the game, and we just didn't do it over and over again. You know, and it was um, – they put the ball on the ground way too much. Um, Tua, I don't think anybody else fumbled today. I mean, he put the ball on the ground three or four times. I mean, we were fortunate because we recovered um, all most one. of them, yep. all but one, yeah. And um, it was just frustrating to watch because you're looking at the game and they're kind of teasing you. You know, they put they put those two nice drives together from deep in their own territory, as I mentioned. And then they just completely stall. And, um, you know, I don't care how many passes you complete. You know, you have to finish drives. And you have to finish them strong. I mean, you know, the better quarterbacks in the league do that. You know, they, 
They get your team back into the game to where you can compete. It lifts the team. The defense, you know, had we scored a touchdown, you know, in that third quarter and made it a seven-point game, it gives you hope. You know, it gives you an opportunity there as a defense to go out and say, hey, let's let's stop these guys and, and let's get our offense the football back. And, you know, you just didn't see the energy. Um, you know, that's got to come from the top. You know, it's got to come from Flores. And then from there, it's got to, uh, you know, trickle down to Tua. And it's got to trickle down to some of our defensive leaders. And, and I just didn't see it today. You know, uh, you know, the, the score is, you know, is, it just says half the story because the game was much closer than what it ended up being. You right. know, but, but in the end, you know, our offense just didn't compete today. Well, our offense wore out the defense. It's, it's as simple as that. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it, it was an ugly game. I mean, you know, we could talk about Tua, you know, all day and, you know, and all night. And, you know, the bottom line is from what I saw today uh, is, you know, a quarterback who had opportunities to make plays and just didn't do it. Uh, the offensive line, I felt, played extremely well. I know they had, you know, some sacks when it was all said and done. Uh, but, a couple you know, of those were coverage sacks. A couple of them were on Tua. Yep, he didn't get rid of the football in time. Sometimes he didn't wait that extra half second. You know, uh, there was a play in particular where, um, you know, they had a defensive tackle coming in on him, and he threw the ball into the ground, and Gusecki was just getting ready to break behind the linebacker. It was a broken play, and had he just waited another second and threw a floater, he's got, he's got him, and he's got him for big yardage. Yeah. Right down the middle of the field, and instead he just quit on the plate, threw the ball into the ground, and um, you know you just look at different opportunities in this football game. I mean, early on, you know, Waddles opened on in the right flat, twenty yards down the field, and and I felt that the play call was a great call. I mean, Tua rolled out to his right against his body, stopped, set up, perfect play. He has Waddle wide open 20 yards down the field and he throws, you know, a hundred mile an hour fastball 10, 10 yards over his head. You know, next possession, uh, he gets out of the pocket, does a nice job of getting away from the pressure, has Hollins wide open in the flat. Nobody around him throws the ball at his toes. You know, it was just that type of day all day long. Balls behind receivers, you know, just, you know, it, it wasn't a good game for him. If you see these type of performances out of our offense where we're putting up three points, and, you know, Tennessee's got a decent defense, Mike, but, you know, not to the point where we should be scoring three points in a, in a very meaningful game for us. It, it, it's, it's really disappointing. I'm frustrated. You know, you look around the league. And you see teams like the Bengals and the Patriots, you know, that was a one-year rebuild, and they're in the playoffs, and we're not. And Cincinnati was a couple of years ago in the same position as we were. We were two of the worst teams in the NFL. They're going to the playoffs, and we're not. And, you know, it, it, it's frustrating as a Dolphin fan. Um, you know, you look at some of the players and the guys that are just making the difference on these other football teams, and you're looking at what we have right now, and, you know, it's just not, you know, equaling out there. You know, we, they, these other teams have players going forward. Um, we have some really good players, but we don't have the type of players that these other teams are picking up. And, you know, that those, in the end, Mike, you know, the difference of making playoffs and not making the playoffs and being a contender are those type of guys. And of course, we just don't have enough of them, you know, starting with the quarterback position. It's, I mean, you, you it's brought up simple, Cincinnati, and that's a perfect example because they were as bad as we were, and they drafted Burrow, and then they drafted Chase, and they look like a different team. Yep. And they made, you know, they made other subtle moves oh, sure, in between, sure. you know, to where, you know, they've got. They've got a really, really solid football team. I mean, they beat the Chiefs today in a game that was an extremely important game for both teams. They went toe-to-toe with them. They competed. They put up 30-some-odd points. They outscored them. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, when they you look at them at their own game. Yo, know, Mike, when you look at us, right, and, and this rebuild situation, and in all honesty, you know, three years have gone by now, and where are we? Are we are – we, 
all that much better than what we were a couple of years ago. I mean, our defense is better. They are. Our offense, I don't know that I can say we're better. I don't, yeah. I mean, you know, you go back to, you know, the year that Fitzpatrick quarterbacked us. Our offense was not that bad. They, they, they were serviceable. We weren't great, but we, 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 we put more than three points up in football games. Yeah. So, you know, they competed. You know, they kept us in games. And, you know, the defense wasn't at the level they are at right now. You know, I, I don't think they were a couple of years ago. But the bottom line is this, is that we haven't progressed enough to, to be satisfied at this point because uh, another season's coming to an end next week. And all, all of the same question marks that we went into this season are going to be there in the offseason. Nothing has really been answered, you know, and, um, you know, you can look at the decisions that were made by our, you know, our people up, up, upstairs and, you know, a lot of the blame's got to fall on them. I mean, Flores has to be blamed to some extent, but, you know, you look at the offensive line and, you know, they've gotten better. They actually played, I thought, one of their better games today. I mean, I, I don't remember a game, Mike, this year where, you know, two had dropped back 38 times. And there may be people out there that disagree with us because me and you have already talked about this before we got on um, earlier today. Um, today, Tua had time to throw the football. I think so. Um, more so than in any other game. And he threw the ball 38 times. They had opportunities. They left a lot of plays on the field. But when you look at the team as a whole, um, you know, especially on the offensive side. They drafted Waddle this year, and, and, and he's an extremely solid football player. But the question becomes, is he a game changer? You know, you look across the, you know, we had the opportunity at number three to draft a guy like Jamar Chase, and that guy is just absolutely destroying it. I mean, 260, 70 yards receiving today, another two or three touchdowns. I mean, that, that, he's a game changer. You know, yep. Mika Parsons, you know, in Dallas, game changer. You know, these are the type of guys we need, and another season's gone by, and I'm, I'm not so sure we've done that again in this year's draft, you know, in regard to the players that we have. They're solid football players, but I just don't know if they're, you know, the type of guys that are going to win you one or two or three football games over the course of the year. Uh, you know, they're those type of difference makers. You don't have the impact players that you're looking for on offense. And right. on defense, I would say the same thing. I mean, maybe Phillips turns into an impact player in time, but he's not that now. Right. Uh, and, and that's really what you're looking for. You're looking for somebody to get after the quarterback and, and make an impact, somebody that the other team has to game plan for, and yet he still succeeds. Exactly. exactly. I mean, you saw what Tennessee's strategy was today. You know, they, they, they took Waddle out of the football game. Yep. New England will do pretty much the same next week. For whatever reason, Parker and and Tua just couldn't get on the same page. And it, it didn't really have a lot to do with Parker. It had more to do with the quarterback just being off target and just not recognizing. And, Mike, it, listen, you know, when you look at Tua – you know, as a whole, um, you're not seeing a game where you say, wow. And, and, and I know people are going to disagree with this no, too, I, Mike. No, I completely agree with you. You know, I, but there's people out there that won't. He's They'll had say, some games where he was steady. steady. He was efficient. Right. 28 and, uh, to 32. He completed right. 28 to 32 passes. Right. I get all that, you know. But, you know, you're playing lesser football teams at that point, right? And you're completing a lot of short passes. And at some point, there's going to come there's going to come a point where you have to do things more than what you've done. I mean, if you look at the games, you know, in regard to him, the same mistakes and the same situations happen game in and game out. He's short hopping passes. He's overthrowing guys. When he goes downfield, he's off target. He's behind guys. Yeah, he what happened to his accuracy today? Non-existent. You could blame the weather. The weather, right? <laughs> I right. Mean, you but can look I mean, for, although he was rushed, right? The, the line didn't play well. You can look for all kinds of excuses, but 
You know, when it was just him and the receiver and the ball doesn't get there, who are you going to blame? Mike, the, the world is not perfect. No. It's never going to be perfect. No. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are going to play in nine-degree weather tonight. You know, excuses, you know what the old expression is, and I'm not going to yep. say it here, but yep. the point is, is that we can make all the excuses in the world, but every football team plays under these conditions, minus players. You know, there was no Julio Jones on the field for Tennessee. There was no Derrick Henry on the field for Tennessee, and they beat us by 31 points. I mean, there comes a point where you have to look at, look at your football team, look at what your, you know, your deficiencies are, and that goes across the board, and nobody gets a pass. You know, two is the face of the franchise right now. And when you go out and you throw a stink bomb like this, you know, you know he, he's got to be one of the main people to put it on in this situation. You know, there's no excuse for it. Tannehill played under the same circumstances. And, you know, our running game did a really good job today. I mean, you know, they, you know, Gaskins averaged four yards a carry. He only threw, ran the ball five times. Duke Johnson averaged seven yards a carry. They, they, when they did run the football, it wasn't like they were getting hit for negative twos and minus one. They had opportunities, especially early in the game today, and they didn't take advantage of them. And that's what a quarterback has to do in these situations. And Tua, in my opinion, the season has gone by. And, you know, I haven't seen anything above and beyond to make you happy with him going forward. You know, nothing. You know, you just can't, you, you keep praying and hoping that you're going to see a breakout game, even against some of these lesser defensive teams. He's had average football games. And today he played a horrible football game. He, he, he missed 20 out of his 38 passes. Look, and, when, when we played know, Buffalo, we got annihilated. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, and, and you're playing a good team in Tennessee, and, and they embarrass you. You know, when we play the better teams, we tend to get embarrassed, and, and it's not where you want to be. You have to help. You, it, it's a team game, and the defense can only carry you so far. At some point, your offense has to bring something to the table. And Lord knows they've been, Mike, they're, they're trying to do everything possible. They really have. I mean, they brought in two running backs that I think have been an upgrade. Um, you know, and they have helped us over the last few weeks. Today, Duke Johnson made some really, really, he had some really nice runs. He yep. had a nice reception out of the backfield. Uh, you know, he had another one that got called back due to penalty. But, you know, he, he does a really, really good job, you know, for, for our, he, he, he's a, He's a nice piece to the puzzle. So, you know, when you look at it as a whole, the offensive line, I thought, again, played a solid game today. Tua had to step up and play a much better game, even if he would have played average today. Average. We would have been in this football game going into the fourth quarter. All we needed was one drive. <laughs> one drive. And we never got it. We just never got it. And, Mike, you can look back. On every single drive we have, he fumbles the football. He, he, he short hops a ball to Hollins. He throws the ball high. He throws the ball behind Gusecki. He throws the ball into the ground. Uh, you know, he, he just he didn't read. You know what kill, The other thing that kills me are the passes into the flat. When the guy's completely covered, yep. he throws the ball to Isaiah Ford in the flat. The guy, the defender's right there. It's not going anywhere. If he's covered in the flat, then damn it, look down the field at a second option. He did that twice today. Yep. He does it every week. It's the same mistakes. Week in and week out, there's no progression here. There's none of this, well, you know what? They're going to take that first read away from me when I'm looking into the flat at guys because that hasn't worked at all. I no, mean, last week. He keeps doing that. They're going to pick it off for a pick six. Either that or it, it's a. They'll it's jump a, it. It's a wasted play. Yep. He did it today twice, I believe, on second down and tens, where the play was going absolutely nowhere. Pass to Isaiah Ford in the flat, gets hit for minus one yard. But th these are the type of things that happen week in and week out.
Yep. The ball has to go down the field. You have to push it down the field. Good things will happen when you push the ball down the field. And people are going to complain about the referees and this and that. And, you know, we lost by 31 points. The refs yeah, made the some refs. They made some bad calls today. They really did. But the pass interference call late in the game, you know, I don't know if it would have made a difference or not in the football game, but the one on Parker, Mike, Regardless of the fact, he did get held, but if if Tua puts the ball on him where it's supposed to be, Parker's probably still making that catch. The ball was, you know, a yard or two behind them where he had to reach back in. Had he put it on his hands or in front of him where he was going towards the middle of the field, it's still a completion because Parker usually holds on to just about everything thrown to him just as about. long as it's in, in his vicinity. And they were off all day today. The, the, the play prior to that, Mike, is even more alarming because you've got a second and 10, or it may have been third and 10. I don't remember if that, I think it was a fourth down pass to Parker, right? To where they didn't call the pass interference. The play prior, Parker runs towards the middle of the field and the ball's thrown to the outside corner of the end zone. Nowhere near anybody. And I mean, this happens at least once or twice a game. And it can't happen. When you're in the red zone, when you just worked your way all the way from the two-yard line or the six-yard line, and then you do not execute when you have an opportunity to score points. And these are the same mistakes week in and week out. That may or may not be on him. I don't know, but I don't care who it's on. The point of the matter is, is the plays aren't being executed. Yep. And if your receiver is not there, why are you throwing the ball there? Whether it whether part Mike, they're not even close. That that's my point. I mean, it's well, not on some like, plays. On some plays, you throw to a spot. You don't throw to a man. If that makes I get sense. that, but you, the the plays in front of you, and you're you're in you're not in a rut. The ball was a it, the play was a ball twenty five yards down the field. I think Parker was breaking into the end zone. And two or through outside of the end zone. Right. Now, I don't know if it was something that Parker read or Tua didn't read, but the bottom line is, is that the play's in front of you. Yep. And it's not like it's a you know, two-step drop and he's throwing the ball on a fade pattern. I get what you're saying in that situation. This is a situation where the, everything is in front of you. And if your receiver's breaking into the middle and you're throwing the ball outside, then it's a problem. And this is the same thing. That goes on week in and week out when we're in the red zone. It happened on numerous occasions this year. And at this point in the season, when we're a game away from the season being over, these are the type of things that should not be happening. When you right. look around the NFL, yes, it does happen on occasion, but we it, it's just way too, there's just too many bad things happening with the offense. And, um, you know, week in and week out, we talk about it. You know, the offense at the most puts up 17 points. And there hasn't been any progression here. There just hasn't. I mean, here we are in the second to the last week of the season, and you haven't seen enough progression out of, out of Tua, as far as I'm concerned. The offensive line has made improvements. So that's a positive. I thought, again, they played a decent, solid game today. They were able to run the football. I mean, you think about where we've come from. Early on in the year, Mike, we couldn't run the ball for more than one or two yards on yep. every single carry. Yep. I mean, we were talking about Gaskin, 12, 13 carries for 26 yards. I mean, you mm-hmm. know, it, it was non-existent. So, you know, they've gotten better. You know, the, you know, the problem is, is that when a team takes away – you know, Waddle, well, what do you got to do? You got to depend on other guys on this football team. Well, you need to to get Sicky to step up, and I thought he did. Yeah, I thought he did too. I thought he could. Mike, he had seven targets, and I am telling you, he could have caught seven balls today. Had He only caught four, but the other three, if they were better throws, he would have had seven receptions today. You know, Waddle dropped the ball today. Um, he got targeted seven times. Parker got targeted 13, 13. times, yeah. and they completed four passes. Now, who is that on, Mike? Is it on Parker? Well, there were a couple of plays where it was good defense. You know, the defender got his hand in there Correct. and knocked the ball away, but yes. most of them are on your quarterback. 
You know, early on in the game, um, they said, you know, the announcers, uh, this was one of our early drives where he said that Tua had nowhere to throw the football. And then when they went to the replay, they kind of retracted from it because Parker had gotten behind the corner and the safety was like 15 yards down the field. He had he had a nice, nice area there to get the football in. And instead, he just quit on the play and threw it away. Um you know, these are the type of things that you want to see. You want to see him doing these type of things, you know, making these type of plays over the course of a football game. And, um, you know, it, it's a frustration. You know, it really is. Uh, the defense didn't have a great game today either, Mike. You know, they yeah. they gave up way too many yards rushing after early on in the game where they were doing a really good job. Well, I think they just got tired, to be honest with you. We can look at, you know, the possessions in the game and, um, you know, I early. Mean the second possession, they used, what, a minute? Who, us? Yeah. The first possession, Mike, we had five plays and a punt. The second possession, three plays and a punt. We held the ball for a minute. Right. The third possession, three plays and a punt. We held the ball for a minute. Right. And our And our fourth possession in the quarter um resulted in a four and a half minute drive, ten plays and a field goal. Our fifth possession, seven plays and a punt. I mean, you know, that ends your first half. So basically you had a four minute drive on one out of the five possessions that you had in the first half, and it resulted in a field right. goal. So your defense is starting to get tired. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first half we had the ball for four, five, six, ten minutes. Uh, looks like we had the ball for twelve minutes. They had the ball for um, eighteen minutes. Obviously, that's what yep. it, it equals out to. But you know, early on with those first three punts, you know, our defense is stopping them. Right. You know, they they did wind up getting. They had field position early on. You know, we kept starting deep in our own end. You know, uh, or the third possession, I should say, we started at our, well, we started one, our first possession at the 17 and our third possession at the 14. But even when we started the ball in good field position at the 33 yard line, Mike, we went three plays and out one yard. We gained one yard on that drive. And those were three pass plays. I mean, you know, listen, you can't compete against the better teams when you're doing that sort of thing. You just can't do it. You just can't do it. Um, you know, we had we came out in the third quarter, Mike, and we had a 10-play, 48-yard drive that resulted in a, a missed field goal because we took a sack. And yep. I think Flores was just absolutely you livid. Know, livid on the sideline. Yep. He was ripping. I think it was Tua that he was screaming at because, you know, when they showed the replay, you know, the pressure was coming from all ends on that play. That was one of the plays the offensive line did not do well on, but he did have Waddle crossing. And as the announcer stated, you know, you get rid of the football and worst case scenario is you got an incompletion there because right. he did have Waddle breaking across the middle. But, you know, again, Mike, this falls on Tua. You know, every single play, this is the NFL. Every play is not going to be a perfect pocket. You're not going to have five, four, five, three seconds to throw. There's going to come a point where you're going to get rushed and you're still going to have to make a play, right? Just didn't happen. There was one instance in the game when he threw it 10 yards in front of him into the ground, and I guess they gave it to him because Kosicki was further down the field, in the center of the field. Oh, but, yeah, uh, where they where it should yeah, have been called should, intentional It should have been grounding, ground. sure. Well, he quit on it, Mike. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, you don't, if you watch the good quarterbacks in the league, they never quit on a play until there's a defender right, right in their face. They're waiting until the very last second to get rid of the football. He gets happy back there. And, and I understand if you're getting annihilated every single play. I get it. I, I totally get it. But today, it was not a game where it seemed like they were rattling him, you know, to where he needed to rush anything. He didn't have the ball long enough to get rattled. No. <laughs> I mean, you know, it is what it is. Um, 
you know, I, the people are going to blame the play calling and so on and so forth. Yeah. And you know what? I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, I, I didn't agree well, with the gadget plays. Look, if you fumble the football, it doesn't matter what play was called. It doesn't matter. You can't I mean, take a snap from center. It doesn't matter what play was called. Football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game. But with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner in the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point scored. New customers who bet just $1 in any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prices with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet $1 on any team to score and you win $100 in free bets if they score. You score with promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner in the NFL. You must be 21 or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit, $1 wager required, one per customer, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problems? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This loss doesn't fall solely on Tua, but, um, you know, as your quarterback and as your leader, you know, he totally failed today. And um, He did, but no, it, it definitely didn't fall on Tua. I mean, there were other factors, but I think the majority of it is your quarterback. You're going to say, did he have a good game or did he have a bad game? And if you ask me, I say he had a bad game. And I do think that contributed to the loss uh, because the offense could not get going. And, uh, you know, he's throwing balls into the ground. He's throwing balls long. He's throwing balls too soft. He's throwing balls too hard. And this is, you know, you, you wonder, have you played before? <laughs> you know, it just that's the type of game it was for him, you know. And, and all quarterbacks go through games like that. But, you know, he came into this game knowing it was a must-win game. And when you're playing in a must-win game, you expect a better performance. You may lose. You may get beat but you expect a better performance. You expect the quarterback to execute. Maybe the receiver drops some passes or or maybe you suffer a big injury that hurts the team or whatever, but you've got to compete when you have the opportunity. And he didn't do that today. Yeah, I, no, I totally agree. I mean, you know, when you're playing the teams like the Jets and, and you played that game against, you know, a depleted Saint team last week, you want to fine-tune your game in those right. games, right? You want to go right. out and you want to just be dominant right you want to get yourself like the patriots did today to jacksonville exactly right like well what this is what teams do i mean you know you you look at you look at all of this right and i i don't i don't care about any of the other bullshit because people have a million excuses this guy is a top five pick as you just mentioned mike and uh, you i think you said something to, to this effect earlier when we were talking during the football game. You expect more out of this guy at this point. He's a top five. This is That's not it. a guy that was a third round pick right. Right. that, you know, that, hey, you know, he, you know he, he's got some rough edges. You know, no, you invested in him at the number five pick in the draft. This is what you invested in. And He's got a ton of shortcomings. He's he's not what was presented in regard to his strengths. He's not showing me any of those at this right. point. He's not. This is the end of season two. And, um, you know, people talk about, well, look at Tannehill, how long, blah, 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 this and that. Tannehill manages his football team, right? He does a decent job of it. He does a better job of it than what he did with us. But He's got a very good team surrounding him. He threw the ball 18 times today. He only completed 13 passes. He did what he had to do when it was necessary to do it. When they got in the red zone, he and rolled he out. Balls in the end zone. <laughs> he threw touchdowns. Yep. We threw balls into the end, in one end of the end zone while our receiver was in the other. <laughs> you know, we threw balls short. You know, we did all of these things. And, you know, that's the difference. 
You know, Tannehill threw two touchdowns, no interceptions. Two were through zero touchdowns. You know, he threw the ball 38 times. We had 205 yards passing. You know, it, it, it was it was a bad effort. And, um, you know, right now, you know, you as you mentioned, Mike, earlier, you know, as a top five pick, you know, you expected more at this point. You know, he's over his injuries. You know, there's no more excuses at this point about no, him if being I'm a Greer young guy. I'm Flores, that's exactly what I'm saying. With what we have invested in him, yeah, he should be giving us back more than what he is. Agreed. Listen, you know, Baltimore Mike went out there with this kid Huntley today. Yep. And they fought tooth and nails with the Rams, who 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 needed the football game. I mean, they absolutely needed it. And, you know, there's teams all around the NFL that have COVID issues, have a ton of guys out. Mike, this football team has been one of the most fortunate teams in regard to injuries and in regard to the COVID situation. Um, You know, their offensive line has been intact now for the majority of the year. I mean, now those five starters have been out there. Dieter's been back, what, four or five weeks now? He was the last piece of the puzzle. Those guys are all there, you know, so they've been healthy. They don't have the issues that a lot of these other teams have. Somehow, some kind of way, these teams find ways to win football games. And granted, you know, we won a lot of football games in a row. We did. But it was against competition that was a little shorthanded in a lot of different ways. And the defense pretty much carried us. At some point, you wanted Tua to go out and not only execute the offense and do his job, Mike, because that that's another thing that makes me laugh is that, well, you know, he did throw some good passes. That's his effing job to do that. He is supposed to, he's supposed to throw more than a few good passes a game. Yeah, he had a great pass. Your top five pick, you better be. Yeah, he threw a great pass to Waddle deep down the field, but there was 10 in between that that weren't good passes. And this is is a constant. You know, he completes 28 of 32 passes. Okay, great. You know, the majority of them were within five or six yards of the line of scrimmage. When the time comes that you are challenged, you have to step up to that challenge. You have to play better football than what he's playing at this point. He's a very high draft pick. He should be playing at a much higher level. When you look at the other guys in the NFL right now, the guys that are drafted in that window, they are excelling. They are, going, they are doing above and beyond, and he's not, and it's that simple. And, you know, you can go at other positions too if you want. You know, we've got good players that we drafted you know, in the first round, but there's guys that are far exceeding them in what they're doing, far exceeding them, period. I mean, Waddle's going to wind up with a hundred and something catches and that's fantastic. You know, he's a very, very good player, but he's a complimentary player to, to guys that are game changers. He's a guy that's going to be outstanding if you have a dominant offensive uh, tackle a, a solid, solid running back, another receiver on the outside that opens up the game. Then he becomes even more valuable to your team. I don't care if he catches 200 passes this year. What difference does it make? The offense is still not putting points on the board. Who That's cares? It. That's it in a nutshell. It doesn't matter. Statistics don't make a damn difference. Show me touchdowns. Show me points on the scoreboard. Forget well, you, about you, you 100 You said to catches. me earlier today, he reminds you of maybe a more skilled Landry. Exactly. And I think that's a fair comparison because, you know, in all those years that Landry was with us, he, he was not getting in the end zone that often. And, and that's what you see with Waddle. He's catching a lot of passes, but he doesn't have a lot of touchdowns. He's cat Mike, Landry would catch 100 passes a season. Right. And Tannehill would complete 100 passes to him a season. But in the end, when you, when you have to get in the end zone, wh- what's happening? What is your quarterback doing? Right? I mean, Waddles, and listen, I don't want to take anything. And people are going to say, oh, are you guys crazy? The guy has 100 catches this year for 988 yards, and he's got five touchdowns. That's a great rookie season. 
Jamar Chase had three touchdowns alone today in one game. Okay? <laughs> and, and you know, you traded down and then traded back up to get this fella when you could have just sat, sit, sat there and just took Chase, who, you know, everybody felt was the best receiver on the board. He was going to be dominant, dominant. That's what he's become. The point of the matter is, is that we've made mistakes as an organization. You know, we're, Waddle's a small guy, too, is a very small guy. We're not a physical football team. Austin Jackson's not a physical offensive lineman. Uh, you know, there, there's guys all over the place. The Phillips, the verdict is still add on. I don't know if he's Van a Van Ginkle's the guy you mentioned earlier today. Van Ginkle's a guy that is a little bit small. You know, he gets pushed around. Um, you know, today you saw a little bit of that, you know, when he's on the field, it's difficult for him. I mean, he's a very solid football player, but this team has to get some physical guys. They have to get, I mean, Parker's an outstanding receiver. He, he is, but you know, the point of the matter is, is that we saw what he's capable of doing when we had a quarterback that just constantly challenged the corners. Uh, Parker, he, he was healthy. And he had a guy that was targeting him 10 times a game. And Parker was coming up with play after play. You know, um, you know, th- 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 there's shortcomings here. And, you know, people can complain about Parker. They can complain about this guy and that guy and all this other crap. But the bottom line is, is that you got a guy in Gusecki, Mike, that if we lose him, I'm telling you, he's going to wind up becoming a star elsewhere. And, you know, that's so, that falls solely on your quarterback getting these guys to football before you're down by 14 points. Yeah. You can't, you know, when, when you're down by 14, you know, and then you're down by 21 and Gusecki's becoming a big part of your game and making catches 14 yards down the field, it's like, well, why, why weren't you executing these earlier in the game, number one? And number two, why aren't you executing these plays when we're in the red zone or when we're in Tennessee's territory, it all of a sudden it disappears. Can't have it. Yep. So you, you have a problem with the play calling or, or with the execution? I, I felt today there was more than in any other game this year, there were a ton of plays left on the football field by our quarterback. A ton. I mean a ton. And I don't, you know... Again, Mike, there's going to be people that disagree. They're going to say the offensive line, this, well, that, fine. blah, 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 blah. Whatever the case, we abandon the run. Well, you get down by 14 points, Mike, you know, guess what? Yep. You know, and, and they Especially didn't. with a team like Tennessee that chews up the clock. Exactly. Yeah, well, here's the thing, right? Tennessee will chew up the clock and, they, you know, they did. But even when you had you had opportunities to, to, to get down by – by one by one score, right? You had two opportunities there where you had an opportunity to get down by one score and you drove the football well and then you stalled. And it all fell on Tua because he threw the ball three three times on one possession and four times on the next possession and they couldn't pick up 10 yards in the process. Yep. You know, um, you know, that's the bottom line. It's as simple as that. So, well, he had a miserable game. Yep. In, in miserable conditions. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I mean, they'll have to look at it and determine what it is they feel like they need to do. Are they going to invest more time in him or are they going to look for a quarterback? I didn't have, getting back to your question, Mike, you're, uh-huh. and you're exactly right, right? They, they, they've got to make a lot of decisions with this organization. They basically, you know, when you, when you talk about the play calling today, I thought the play calling was fine. I didn't have any problem with it. I thought they mixed the run in very well early in the game. They were successful, as I mentioned. You know, Duke Johnson averaged seven yards a carry. You know, I felt the play calling was there when Tua rolled out on that play. Um, he was alone. You know, it, he rolled out against, you know, Tua's right, which he normally doesn't do. The play was wide open, and we missed it. We didn't execute it, and it fell on yeah, him. I think the coaching film was going to show that out. I mean, I do believe that. I, you know, I, I felt they, they called a fine game. I don't think there was anything wrong with the play calling. You can pick a play here or a play there that you might have called differently, but that's the same with every football game. Right. But when you look at the totality of it, I don't think the play calling was the reason we lost today. I think it was definitely execution. 
I I totally agree. I felt that, you know, the offensive line and the coaching staff put us in a position today to 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 make plays and we just didn't do it. Yep. Listen, you know, again, you know, he throws the deep ball to Waddle, you know, late late in the game. I mean, Mike, come on. You got the first half. He had opportunities. You have to challenge. There's going to come there's going to be plays in the game the where your receivers look like they're covered, but give them the opportunities. I mean, you do it. You throw it in the bucket. You throw it when guys are in the flat and they have no opportunity to go anywhere. Yep. I mean, if, if you're if you're concerned about making tight throws, why are you making those type of throws? Why are you throwing the Parker on slants when the guy's all over him? I mean, that one catch that Parker made, I don't even know how he caught it. You know, that one slant, you know, later in the game, you know, I mean, you know, there was another opportunity where it was on third down, I believe, where Parker reached back five yards behind him and, and the, the announcers thought he had caught the ball. The ball hit the ground. It clearly hit the ground, but you, the ball's five yards behind him. It was like this all day long. I mean, you know, just, just a bad football game. It was a bad football game. It was. and it's very uh, frustrating to watch. I mean, just totally frustrating. Next week, they play, you know, the team from Foxborough, and, you know, we'll talk about that later in the week. I guess you're not going to be here, but uh, yep. the podcast will be. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be playing a team that's pretty good. And, uh, again, he's going to be asked to execute, and we'll see how he does. Yep. It's a little easier at home in 80 degrees, but we'll see. Yeah. You know, some of the some of the uh, calls today, you know, I, I didn't quite understand why. And, and it'll probably come out in regard to the fumble. You know, they, 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 the Titans had a fumble that I felt should have been challenged. Maybe they felt that it wasn't a challengeable play. I don't know how a fumble is not challengeable. If the whistle was blown, yeah. it's, not, it's not challengeable. Right. And so I'm assuming that's what took place. But the, the Needham pass interference call was just absolutely pathetic. I mean, yep. you know, that that was just a horrible call. There were a few calls that were really, there really were bad. You know, but the bottom line is this, is that the good teams overcome bad calls by referees. And at any, at any point in this game, when we got down, you know, you, you just start to get the feel like, my God, are they ever going to do anything in this game? And then they tease you a little bit with those drives. And and then they just flat out stole. They just make, you know, they, 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 they well, just. We're a 500 team. We're half good, half bad. Yep. I mean, that's the bottom line. That's the bottom line. So, so anyway. that's all I got, Lewis. Yeah. I mean, no positives out of this one, Mike, huh? Well, the positive is nobody on our side got hurt or at least appeared to. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's yep. about the only positive I can find. I mean, you know, you. I thought the offensive line played a little better, which I guess is a positive. You know, I'm, I'm going to look at that more closely as the week goes on. Yeah, you know, you got to look at, the, you know, how they graded out and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, and, and I'd like to view the film if I have time. Uh, yeah. But uh, the bottom line to all this is, you know, they, they've just got to play better. They, you know, when they're playing the good teams in must-win situations, they've got to play better. And if this team can't do it, they've got to find players that can do it because that's their job. Yep, that's their job. I mean, you know, Greer, uh, you know, there's a lot of talk, this and that, you know, this winning streak. I mean, Mike, th- this is our football team. You know, this Tennessee team uh, is is a very, very solid football team um, in a lot of ways. You look at their defense, you look at our defense. You know, I mean, our if defense. If you take a couple of mistakes away in that first half, we're going toe-to-toe with them. Yeah, I totally agree. Totally agree. A little bit better quarterback play, Mike. We're going toe to toe with him. Well, that's who made the mistakes. A couple of but, conversions uh, there. Yep, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's all it took. That's you all. You know, it you took. had a missed field goal. You had a fumble. You had an interception, and, and you know, it, you, that all adds up at the end of a game. Well, you had three quarters, you know, to to get to that point. Yeah. You know, I mean, you still you only had a a, a you know a two possession game there. For three quarters. I mean, yeah, right. you were down by 14, but, you know, your defense was giving you opportunities in that third quarter to get back into it. You know, they yep. did stop Tennessee. You know, the, Tennessee didn't score any points in the third quarter. That's right. 
And uh, that was your opera. That was your window. And, yep. you know, you went another quarter failing. And in the end, you know, the fourth quarter just be- it became a blowout. And that was that. Yeah, hopefully they'll be better next week. Not that it's going to matter much, but uh, uh, I'd rather they get in the habit of playing good football and then, you know, close out the season with a win the way they should. Yeah, and we were eliminated, too. I don't know if we mentioned that at all. We did not mention it, and yes, we were. With the San Diego win, we were eliminated, so there's no more talk of uh, playoffs. playoffs. San Francisco won. We have their, for anybody who doesn't know, we have their number one pick, so we wanted them to lose, and we didn't think they'd lose today to the the Texans, but they gave them, you know, they battled them for a bit. Uh, next week the 49ers play the Rams, so you know we got to root for the uh, we got to root for the Rams big time. Got to yeah. hope San Francisco doesn't make the playoffs, and they don't. If they do, they don't go far at all because you know our first round pick will just continue to drop, which um, you know we, which we can um, uh, also blame on our front office there. So it is what it is, you know. So all of you Greer fans out there, or you know. You guys better think about everything as we watch this team uh, unravel about whether you want to go forward with this fella or not. <laughs> uh, you laid it on thick, Lewis. Parting shot on him, Mike. You laid it on thick. You know, it's the frustration. You know, it's probably a bad idea to do these type of shows um, after a loss like today. You know, it was very yeah. frustrating. So anyway. All right. So you're, head- you're heading uh, away, huh? Uh, not this week. Next week. Okay. I'm around this week. All I don't right. know why you keep saying that. It's the following week, Mike. Following week. Okay. All right, buddy. Talk to you later. All <laughs> right. Yes. Everybody out there, thanks for listening. And uh, yeah, we appreciate it. Uh, unfortunately, uh, this is a rough one. And we'll get over it. We got over all the past rough ones we've had. So we'll get over it. And uh, next week, it's Fins Up. Speak for yourself. We're not in the hunt anymore, Mike. We're not in the hunt. All right, that's today's show. I just want to remind everyone that the Fin Fans Podcast is proud to be part of DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network and the Pigskin Podcast Network. Check out these sites, guys. There's lots of podcasts and information there that you'll enjoy. All right, until next time, be well and take care.